Coriander. I know you're a big Foreigner fan. What's the name of that song? <laughs> double what? Vision. Okay, well, we're talking about double exposure today. Oh, Stay no. tuned. Let's get down to brass tags. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen, Coriander. Here we go, Slasher Movie Club. And uh, yeah, we're not talking about double vision. We're talking about double exposure from 1982. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, this, first of all, I want to say, I'm really excited to talk about this movie. We've had actually a nice string of movies that I had never seen. And um, it's it's been really cool diving into some of these gems um, from the early 80s. And uh, this is going to be another interesting episode. I'm not going to sing to you tonight like I did last week. Although I You'll was really strip. tempted to. No, stop. So we're talking about Double Exposure from 1982. This movie, I think, truly is... Um, a forgotten slasher, a forgotten film, and uh, I think it's really Life cool to. Cheese too. Yes, that's true, very true. Um, but I'm glad that we're going to get a chance to talk about it because I think it was very interesting. You know, um, let's see who we have in the chat. We got wow, we got a lot of people going on. Um, Patrick's in the chat saying Pamela Hensley is a babe. Yes, yes, you're right. Saying hello to us and Jerry. And yes, and she was from Buck Rogers. And if you, and there's Dan talking about, yes, from Buck Rogers, family Hensley. Exactly, man. Uh, I remember watching Buck Rogers as a kid, one of my favorites. Who didn't? Right? Absolutely. Uh, and you guys are kind of talking about that. And <laughs> the outfits were something else. <laughs> uh, we got DMC in the chat saying, hey, Night and Coriander, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hello. Good to see you. Slasher Mondays. Absolutely. Mr. Bones in the chat. What's up? Saying, what's up, horror peeps? Um, <laughs> hold my catnip, Jerry. <laughs> um, but let's let's talk about this movie, Coriander. This is really um, an interesting one. And by the way, for you guys watching in the chat or watching the replay, please, you know the usual rules. Please give the video a like. Um, and also leave us a comment letting us know what you thought about this movie and what you thought about our conversation. Plus, share it out wherever you can. I'm really, I've really been even more excited about Slasher Movie Club because we've been diving into movies that we've never seen. And I really feel like these are great things to talk about so i hope that you guys watching really enjoy it 
and maybe are getting a glimpse of some movies you might not have seen in a while or maybe never before. So also let us know in the comment section what you think about the Slasher Movie Club series. Do you enjoy it? Do you not? And so forth and so forth. But Coriander, this movie starts off and it is weird as you know what. <laughs> what did you think when it first started off and you're seeing literally the film in double exposure? <laughs> Yeah, it it was kind of trippy, you know. It's like, what the hell's Very going trippy. on? Yeah, yes. I'm glad it didn't last long because I wouldn't have finished the film. <laughs> yes, it was, it was odd, man. I mean, it, you know, and it's funny because we last week we just talked about Too Scared to Scream, uh, which was another odd movie, and of course the most the most badass opening of all time of a slasher movie but you guys can check out that episode to see what that was about but you know you're right i was wondering well, how long is this going to go fo on for and it went on for quite a while you know at least a minute or so and they're showing this figure walking around and so forth and so forth and um we come to understand that the lead in the movie is played by michael callan he's playing adrian wilde he's a photographer and so forth and so forth now also guys i want to let you guys know we're going to talk about the movie um, but we're going to stay away from the big spoilers and the ending okay but i just want to give a little bit of an overview here um and then we'll see what happens in the beginning we see this lady of the night walking around on the street and going up to her vehicle going into the trunk coriander and she's doing something taking off her jacket or whatever and then you see these wires on her and yeah. i'm like what what's going on what'd you think of that scene that was also pretty much in the opening yeah it it, it started off like you said like trippy then you know yeah you got this like prostitute walking down the road and yeah you come to find out that yeah it's a fucking undercover cop who's a dude right. dressed up like a girl Yes. And, yeah, and he gets taken out. So, yeah. yeah. I'm like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Turn around. Like, it's a dark street. It's like in the middle of the night, you know, you're in the city. And I'm thinking, what woman would like, basically having like their head into the trunk without keeping, you know, an eye on their surroundings. And like you said, we come to find out that it's an undercover cop. And that kind of segues, this film is interesting. It segues into a couple of different directions that I thought it would go into, but it didn't, right? It goes into this whole spiel with, as we talked about, um, the great and, 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 and wonderful Pamela Hensley, who was one of two cops that was also assisting this undercover cop, right? And obviously the sting, it goes wrong. The undercover cop gets killed. She feels responsible. She's talking to her police chief, which, by the way, and we had we had some great actors in this. This is Cleavon Little as the police chief. And, you know, he's basically just, you know, giving, um, you know, Pamela and her um, partner who you th you thought. And I agree, almost looked like that dude from Friday 13th, part five, almost. But it's not him. Right. I don't think it yeah. is. Anyways, but no, I don't either. you start to think that this movie is going to focus on the cops quite a bit. And for you guys that are um, fans of, of Pamela, you're going to be a little disappointed because they were not really a big part of the film. They were kind of on the outskirts of it. You know what I mean? And 
anyways, you get to the whole you, you main... see enough chicks though, so it's not like well, you're missing well, out I'm just on talking about because you well, still I'm see a lot ta- of TNA in this movie. So you do, you men I'm just, who I'm... you'll enjoy it. <laughs> I'm just talking about people that are fans of her, man. Because of course, from Buck Rogers, from right. back in the day, we know we know the deal. But the story it really focuses on Adrian. And like I said, he's a photographer, and you see him doing some um, some some uh, photography on this racetrack, and you know it's a pretty cool scene. And this, and then you see this guy who gets out of the vehicle, and we find out that it's his brother. Now, Coriander, tell me, did you think these guys were real brothers in real life? They could be freaking twins, so, right? Yeah, that's what <laughs> it I'm was saying. A good pair. They really, really were. They had good chemistry and, together too. So, ex- yeah. and that's exactly what I wanted to talk about because James Stacy plays the brother uh, BJ, and um, the two of these guys—they had fantastic chemistry. They had a whole bunch of scenes um, where they would be talking, you know, obviously about life type of stuff. And it, it's funny because this is a slasher film, but yet. The camaraderie and the closeness that these two had, it was really, really cool. And it kind of takes, I don't want to make this sound negative, but it kind of takes you out of that slasher mode for a little bit. Um, But it pays off big throughout the movie because you kind of get invested in in these characters is what I'm saying, you know. Um, Did you feel that way about about BJ and as far as how they related with each other? Yeah, I thought, like I said, I... If if you didn't know that they weren't really brothers, but yeah, they had you fooled. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I agree. I agree. Um, and then of course the other part of the movie is that there's these killings that are going on, like we saw in the beginning of the movie. The undercover cop gets killed. You have a fantastic scene for you guys that know a lot of your you know B movies, '80s movies. Sally Kirkland is in the movie as a prostitute but hey it is what it is and you you see this scene where it was really damn creepy where she basically gets choked by the killer you do not see who who the killer is right so you know it's kind of in that same vein as how when we were watching uh too scared uh to scream it's like okay what's going on in this film it's a huge mystery everything's a mystery with this of course i i know her like growing up being a martial arts fan she was in best of the best and i really thought she was cool in that movie as one of the trainers so that was cool but um but did you feel as though this had good mystery to it were you on the on the edge trying to figure out what was going on i mean it obviously points well i don't know how you how we want to talk about it without giving away spoilers well well let's just not give away the spoilers but i'm just talking about the the air of mystery in the movie yeah yeah it had mystery, definitely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dan, Dan was saying he thought that something was wrong with his TV when he was watching this movie in the in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. I, he hit I it a almost, couple times. I yeah. almost I almost wondered too. Um, DMC saying I never heard or seen uh, this as well. Yeah, it's a good one. It, it's a really really good one. Uh, David's in the chat. What's yeah. going on? Um, <laughs> yeah. Dan saying uh, the worst backup ever for the cops in the beginning, right? Oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bones saying I love Best of the Best. Yeah, you do. Yes, that's awesome, man. From back in the day, 
got Eric Roberts, Philip Ree, Sally Kirkland, and James Earl Jones. Yes, yes. Um, but let, let's get into a couple of other things here, Coriander, because I think a big part of the movie is you're following Adrian. He has these nightmares. So it starts to have this whole idea of what's reality and what's not. He has these nightmares, but at first you don't know they're nightmares. You have this scene where he's... Um, doing some photography with different models because obviously he works at the magazine and everything's going fine and dandy and all of a sudden you have those moments that are just like a slasher film where he kills the model but then he'll wake up that pool one was ridiculous though i mean that chick was holding on to that pole and like oh no i'm drowning it's like let go of it bitch and you'll float to the fucking top you know so (laughs) Well, I think I think it showed that he stabbed her with it. I don't know if that it was even. I don't he know was maybe was. pushing her under, but yeah, I mean, first, it wasn't yeah. like piercing her or anything. Right, so right. It, it, yeah, yeah. But anyway. But yeah, I mean, he's having these nightmares, and you see him talking to his psychiatrist on quite a few occasions, and he's basically talking about how he doesn't know what's real and what's not. And so, as the viewer, that starts going into my mind. You know, what's going on? What's real and what's not? You'll see these scenes where these models are being killed, and there's at least three or four of them, um, and then you'll see him also wake up as if from a nightmare so it's kind of odd but what i want to touch upon probably most importantly coriander is he has this scene where he sees this lady in a in an elevator and he you know he's doing small talk and she's just basically like you know leave me the hell alone type of thing and he keeps you know approaching her in the parking garage and so forth and so forth and i gotta admit coriander when i was watching this movie i had no idea that this was going to be of any worth you know in the story but it to me becomes a very huge part of the movie and the lady yeah and and this is mindy that he meets played by joanna patet um and first of all i want to just say and now i want to get your opinion i thought they had great chemistry and their dialogue was really um sharp and and witty like it was really snappy Mm -hmm. dialogue What, what did you think of that and and was this an important part of the story for you I mean, yeah, because he obviously was attracted to this girl and right. he followed her and was like saying, hey, let's go have dinner and blah, yes. blah. She's like, I don't know you. You're a stranger and yeah. blah, blah. And yeah, I thought these two were great together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, she kind of kept him on the same level, you know, at least a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it seemed like that... Um you know she was obviously he a tried positive. harder yeah to be i don't know normal i guess i don't yeah, know how you want yeah. to describe well it. I, the way i would describe it is just trying to um deal with his demons and his demons were the fact that um you when he was talking to a psychiatrist you get a sense that he's been dealing with these horrible nightmares where he almost doesn't know if it's real or not they know that a killer is in the city killing these models and of course he's saying to a psychiatrist could i be capable of doing these things and all that type of stuff and mindy seemed to bring some normal normalcy to his life because she really cared for him he cared for her and she accepted him and i think that that was and it was a really great relationship they really had like i said a lot of great scenes together these two actors had great 
chemistry, by the way, too. And again, I'm watching this, and it's we we see the killing, we see the slasher elements, and some of the psychological thriller elements. But this relationship kind of brings you away from that a little bit in a good way because you're getting invested in Adrian as a character, and you feel sympathetic for him. Because I kept yeah. thinking, dude, don't mess this up. This is a good relationship. I mean, this at one, a, you know, with, yeah, in one scene they're at the beach, mm-hmm. you know, flying a kite, yes, doing all these wonderful couple things, and mm-hmm. yeah, you made it look like, oh, look at these two, you know, yes. good for them, kissing, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just spending time together, and they both right. um, were divorced, and and they seem to have a lot. In, in common and so forth. So anyway, so then you have that part of the story, okay? Um, and let me just get caught up with the chat for a second as we uh, keep on going here. Mr. Bone saying, "Yeah, I do." About best of the best, saying one and two are the best. Three is three is good. Uh, two, three is okay. Two is okay. I, I got you. <laughs> no, he says four is okay. Okay. <laughs> I liked, I liked too. It was okay. The first one was the best, though. It really, really was. Uh, DMC saying, love that Coriander has no time for stupid victims in the movie, even if it's just a dream to begin with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dancing pretty much stalks her. Yeah, he, he pretty much did. He, he wanted to make sure he got to know Mindy. Um Patrick saying jo- Joanna Patet is so underrated. She did a great film called The Evil with Richard Crenna. You know, and I saw that, uh, Patrick. I don't remember if I've ever seen it, but it was something that I uh, w- was tempted to look into because, like I said, this movie, uh, we'll get to what we think of it overall, but this movie, like you said, was uh, was an enjoyable watch. Um, and so anyways, Coriander. Now, we, we get more scenes. We see some more victims and so forth. Um, but then we get the scene where you have BJ, who we, we find out also early in the movie, he's handicapped. He had a car accident. Yeah. He, he lost his, <clears throat> his left arm and his leg, and he uses a crutch and so forth. But he still... He does um, everything. Yeah. Christ, yeah. Even Mud Russell's a chick, guys. So there you yeah. go. Well, and we'll get to that too, but he's a stunt car driver, and and I guess when he had the accident and it really messed up his marriage, so he's separated from his wife, but yet his wife is trying to still have contact with him. And Adrian, being the brother, is very concerned about BJ and wanting him to get back with his wife and be happy, and all these other little things going on. And you do have, like you said, the scene. Uh, with the mud wrestling because and it was cool in a way too because you saw the brothers together mindy is there bj's girlfriend is there and you know obviously they're just having a good time and again this really takes you out of the horror elements of it and it's funny because then they have uh bj wrestle wrestle the girl and he's like you know i don't i don't want to hurt her and all that type of stuff so you had some funny elements in this movie too i i guess what i want to also say is that for this movie it was like 95 minutes long but it packed a lot of different stuff into it with the psychological thriller the the slasher a little bit of the romance and stuff like that and the brothers their connection the cheese of course you know it's 1982 um you know and the sleaze the sleaze as well um but of course 
very sleazy. But of, yeah. But of course, the whole plot of the movie is you have this photographer who, you know, does does this whole magazine thing, and you know, he's got these models that he has to take pictures of and all that. So that was already kind of built into it, anyways. But I just want to take a second to also just kind of appreciate what Michael、uh, Callan playing Adrian. He had some fantastic scenes in this movie, Coriander. Tell tell me what you thought of his performance and and, and how it was portrayed. He was really good. I mean, he he played crazy well, you know, because he could turn it on and off. And yes, those scenes with the psychiatrist. I mean, especially at the end. I mean, yes,、yeah, he, he's he's emotional and. You can see he uses a lot of, you know, emotion in his acting.、So、yeah. Yes, absolutely. And and but you know he played crazy well, but he also played a nice guy, very charismatic,、um, a family guy, very close to his brother. His brother. And 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 obviously you know a romantic guy too. He was playing all those things sometimes in the same scene at the same. You know it was really really cool. And what I want to do, and we haven't done this in a while, but I want to play just a little clip of the movie for you guys, especially you guys who haven't seen it. This doesn't really give anything away, but just seeing some of the dynamics of his character and what he went through, and、um, you guys will get a sense of how good Michael Callan was in this movie. So let's just play this quick clip here、uh, when he's with a psychiatrist. Get out of here! I want to help you, Adrian. I'm all right. No, you're not all right. You're not all right at all. People around you've been murdered. Are you capable of committing murder? Didn't you once tell me we we're all capable of committing violent crimes under certain circumstances? Huh? Yes, I did. Then maybe you're just as violent as I am. Maybe I am. Uh huh. What did you dream this time? She came in. She took her clothes off. She had to have me. So I gave it to her. Gave it to her real good, just the way she likes it. And I cut her throat, and I split her like a chicken. Adrian, I want to help. Yeah, I mean, this guy—he was so good, man. He really, really was. When, when that scene happened, and guys, you know, obviously it's not the whole scene, but there was a lot of stuff going on, and at one point. You didn't even know who Adrian was talking to at first. You thought he was talking to himself, or and Coriander, tell me what you think. Or it was all in his mind. Did you did you get a sense of that, or what? You know, dreams are crazy things, and who knows? You know, it it、uh, it could have been. You know, absolutely. <laughs> Is, is that it? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a psychologist, you know. Well, Could be. No, well, no. No, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm not trying、thought. to figure out, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, yeah. All right. Maybe, I, maybe I was looking too deep. But I guess what hey, I'm saying is, you can go that a, deep. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I just think he did a great job, and you were wondering what's going、he、on.、Did. Now,、yeah. while all this is happening, you do have the detectives in the background. Yeah, Pamela Hensley. And her partner, and they're asking around town. They're trying to figure out who's killing these women, and they know that it's a photographer. They go to this bar where a lot of photographers hang out, and and so forth. It's you know a popular spot, and they're trying to figure out who the photographer is. 
And again, this to me, this was maybe the only part of the movie that I think I, I don't know if I want to say it lacked because it was a choice they made. But whereas in Too Scared to Scream last week, the uh, the police, the detectives were a huge part of that story. You know, they were almost front and center. And I think it worked well for that film. With this film, they were not front and center. And I think that it was almost like, you know, I don't, I don't even know if they, if you really needed them in the movie. I mean, they had great scenes, you know. And and again, Cleavon Little was great and so forth. But you know, by the end of the movie, they, they're always one step behind. In other words, you know what I mean? What did, what did you think of the detectives? I mean, yeah, they were. Like you always say, it, it always seems like in these movies, these detectives are always one step behind, and mm-hmm. you know they're so close, and yeah. But these guys were yeah. fine, you know. That you mean the detectives, or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that they were, they they were good as far as the scenes that they were given, and and the acting was fine. But I just <laughs> I just think as characters, you know, you didn't have a lot of like uh, development or anything. This was that scene no. where the where he puts the bag over the girl's head and puts the uh, cobra yeah. in the bag. I was like, "Holy crap, man! That was a yeah, that, was, that a was a rough, rough scene one. too." Yeah. yeah. And every time that the police do find a body, they talk about how um, there's not. They don't talk about footprints, but they talk about a tripod, you know, imprint in the dirt or the sand or whatever. And that's when I started to really start having questions in the movie. I'm not going to get into that, but I will say this, guys: the movie, the second half of the movie, especially the last third of the movie, is very, very interesting. And again, this movie, it 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 had some interesting things going. And I don't I don't want to spoil it for people who have not seen it. But、um, anyways, you have this wonderful scene also near the end of the movie where the brothers are having a heated conversation. And again, these guys. They—they're not brothers, man. But they—they they look like they definitely could be. Not only just,、right. yeah, not only just physically, but just their mannerisms, the way they talk. I mean, other than the fact that、uh, James Stacy, who plays BJ, he's handicapped, and obviously Michael Callan, who plays Adrian, he—he's not. But these guys had great chemistry, and、um, in the last third of the film,、uh, it was some really, really cool scenes with them.、Um, you. You also have near the end、uh, one of the assistants.、Um, he he helps with the photography and so forth. He was a funny character, and、uh, I really liked his scenes. He was pretty snappy and so forth. And you know he has a couple of moments too. So I think everybody in this movie、um, they were good. Nobody was annoying. It seemed like everybody was really giving it a, a good shot. That's that's my whole thing on the movie. I don't know. I don't know how you thought about it, but. I think everybody was really good in this film. They really, really were. Yeah. And Patrick saying、uh, more Pamela was needed. <laughs> that well, that's what I'm saying is I think that you know it's too. And I think they didn't have enough. But that's not.、Room. Yeah, they didn't concentrate on the cop aspect of this. This was more on the brothers and the mental aspect of this whole crazy shit that's going on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They I, they didn't have room. To do any more justice to the detectives, you know, and I think if they did, it might have it might have convoluted the story because it was already so much they were packing into the story. You know, you've got the killings, you've got Adrian dealing with his his dreams and his mental breakdowns. You've got the scenes with his psychiatrist. There was at least four of those scenes. Then you got the romance 
with Adrian and Mindy, you know? Yeah. So it's like all you know, these for things you guys, they should have like traded roles with Mindy and what's her face there. So then that way you could have been all Pamela. Well, and, well, know, I think, well, I think Joanna Patel you got is, your is, is really good. I think, I think Joanna was great in the role. I, here's the thing though. And, and, and sometimes some actors and actresses, they just don't mix well, you know what I mean? But I think they, they casted it the correct way because I think, you know, Adrian and Mindy, they had to have good chemistry to make the romance believable and to make you sympathetic to Adrian. But and you I don't know that, if, if, you know, what's her face, Pamela's, you know, character and Adrian, if she was playing Mindy's role, you don't know. She could have had the same type of chemistry. Maybe well, even maybe. more so. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying the way that they did it, I think it worked fine. I don't, I don't think the characters, yeah. I don't think their relationship could have been much better. It, w- it was great the way it was. So, and maybe, you know, they figured, you know, Pamela at the time, a smaller role, maybe not as known, as well known as an actress and so forth or whatever it was. I don't know. But point being, I think that, I think that the casting was really, really well really really well done um mr bone saying by the way dollar tree has cunningham's the new kids mill creek blu-ray with vhs slip Ooh, all right haven't been to the dollar tree in a while but they sometimes do have good treasures they really really do absolutely um so as we as we started to do last week um just to give an idea overall of the movie just give me give me your your overall thought of the movie coriander and what we've and also what we've been doing what do you basically mean about giving, like renting and buying or well, what are you talking about well yeah i was about to explain it uh yeah i mean like <laughs> your 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 overall thought of the movie but also we're going to categorize it and again we've got a couple of different ways we're going to do it either a rented meaning that the movie uh it was it, it was good right uh, maybe rent it, meaning that, eh, you know, it wasn't great, but maybe you'll watch it. Forget it, meaning that it's garbage. And buy it, meaning that you loved the movie. Not necessarily mean you're going to buy it, but just meaning that you love the movie, that it's a great movie for people to watch. So I'll let you I'll let you take it. What do you think of the movie and what category would you give it? I'd rent it. Sure. Like I said, again, cheap. Just like last week's, right? Wasn't that one a rent one? Yeah. Two ninety nine, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'd rent it. Okay. All right. Um, for me, you know, I thought this movie was really, really good. I thought it was a really good psychological thriller slash slasher movie, and I think that um, it's one of those movies that I've n- I haven't heard many people talk about at all. Like when we watched it. And just kind of putting together some of the research for it like no nobody really talks about it so i could i guess in a way it's really cool that we're getting a chance to and hopefully it can reach audiences because i think if you're a slasher fan if you're a fan of psychological thrillers those types of things this is a movie you should definitely check out it had a lot going on um and, a, and again such a great performance especially by uh michael callen i mean some of the stuff that he was doing in this movie i mean it was really you felt bad for him you also you know thought of him as just a dangerous lunatic um and you also you you also you know enjoyed his character i was because thinking he was charismatic. personally but yeah what <laughs> Well, all the women he's sleeping with back then, good God, you never know what you catch. 
god. All right. Um, let me catch up to the shit. Patrick is saying uh, this is a buy. Um, I agree. I agree. Uh, definitely is under the radar. I I absolutely agree, guys. So I'm de- I'm definitely on the same wavelength with you guys. This movie was great. It's definitely a buy it. If, and if you haven't seen it in a while, um, you should definitely revisit it. It's it's worth a watch. I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Tubi. Um, so it's 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 streamable, and you guys should check it out. It was really really enjoyable to watch. So, but anyways. Um, yeah, that's about all we've got uh, for double exposure. So again, guys, for you guys in the in the chat or um, watching the replay, please give the video a like. That will help support the channel, but more importantly, help get the video out to folks. Um, but also in the comment section, whether you want to comment on the movie or what we talked about with the movie, um, also let us know uh, your thoughts on Slasher Movie Club. You know, we we've been doing um, this series. Uh, for several months now, and I think we're into a really good string of movies. Um, a lot that we haven't seen, so it's pretty exciting. But let us know if if you enjoy the series, what you think of it, because obviously, if if a series or an idea doesn't work out right, you know you abandon abandon it and you go to something else. So definitely let us know what you think about Slasher Movie Club, and uh, we'll be taking those ideas into account. Patrick is asking the magical question. What's on next week? Next week, Coriander, we're going to be talking about curtains, and I have never seen it. <laughs> no. Have you seen it? No. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how that goes. But yeah, that'll be for next week, guys. So definitely, uh, if you get a chance to watch it, I believe it is on voodoo it might be on tubi um but definitely uh check it out check it out um patrick saying slasher movie club is epic especially when it's a bad movie and we have had some bad movies but we've been on a pretty good roll lately so i i think it's really really fun so anyways guys we'll catch you later uh if you're watching this if you're listening to this you are the night watch peace out guys Church.